2: The Pantellas Podcast with special guest, man of uh, many technical difficulties today, Dave Landau.
1: (laughs) Dave, where are you? In the comedy condo, eh? Where are you at? I'm sadly in a comedy condo, yes. I am in um, Little Rock, Arkansas. So Arkansas
2: doesn't believe in the whole uh, lockdown? They're like, fuck it, we're doing comedy shows?
1: uh yeah they're at 25 percent capacity actually so yeah they're still into it they you have to wear masks if you're an employee okay. uh unless i'm on stage where i have to stand behind a piece of tape uh which i didn't know last night so i was at the front of the stage like normally and then uh yeah that's it they take some temperatures make sure everybody's not sick and we all pretend this is real
2: are they laughing how, how are they reacting to this
1: Crowds are great. The crowds have been great the last three weeks. We had 12 people last night, which is nothing. And it was a completely diverse room, and it was a blast. They love it.
2: I like that you said it was a completely diverse room.
1: (laughs) No, it was nice, because honestly, it's like you get like, well, here, diverse being white and black. But it was just cool, because it was like, just, it was nice to just speak to, like, what the country's divided into right now and just laugh. They, they, they love it. They've been, they've been trapped at their house for three months.
2: Yeah. You'd assume that they've been waiting for just an excuse to get the fuck out.
1: That's all it is. And they dude, they've been great. Every club that I've done has been great. I was in, uh, I was in another part of Arkansas. I was in Florida. So you kind of have to go to the States where they think that God will fix this, but Until, you know, we can actually go to just everywhere. This is where the places that are doing comedy. And I love the audiences.
2: Are people worried right now?
1: Of course. Yeah. I think people are more worried now than ever about everything in the States. And I think people are worried. We don't have the information on COVID we need. There's arbitrary laws. like If you have 100 people, uh, it's okay if it's a protest. But if you have more than 10 just hanging out, It's not okay because it's not a protest. There's just nothing that actually follows suit. And then they said you can go to certain parts of certain states. Then you couldn't. And then it's all nobody understands anything. It's all just based on politics. Yeah. uh, Oh, and uh, none of this is making sense. Racism is also a health concern. Are you telling me it isn't? uh no i think it's the the biggest health concern my friend the healthiness of the world
2: oh you know what i just realized you you're sharing your screen with me so that we're having trouble getting your video feed you see on the bottom there's those two squares i do yeah you gotta click that off
1: click off the two squares Yeah,
2: because you're just showing me me (laughs) yeah there you go look who's back yeah now you're back in action
1: Okay, I didn't know
2: that. <laughs> this, is, this is hilarious. <laughs> so, it's like whole, I'm 85. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> the whole time I've been like, I wonder what the fuck Dave's
1: doing. <laughs> people really uh, underestimate my uh, understanding of technology. Yeah, Overestimate. So, I overestimated your understanding. You certainly did. Uh, even when people email me on Twitter, right? I say I just called it email on Twitter, tweet me on Twitter about fixing the app it's like I'm the last person in the fucking world who knows how to do that
2: yeah also the compound app I don't know why people keep messaging the comics we we don't run that we're not yeah, there's I people nothing, that run the goddamn app we don't know how to do anything.
1: no any of that I shit. all I can say is I'll tell them but they can already see it they can see you're complaining and I understand you're complaining you're paying money for a service yeah. but I can't fix that
2: well uh, the complaints have been valid recently right so the app has been shit in the bed
1: it has been shitting the bed, yeah. Really. Well, it's it didn't yesterday, I guess. We're trying to figure it out. But, you know, you have tons of equipment. We're trying to run it out of two places. Everybody's trying to figure out the new app. So it's it's really... We're not trying to fuck anybody. We want people to watch the shows. It's not, it's not that. It's just right now it's so weird with everything going on. It's hard to get the content out.
2: Yeah, it's... Uh, and uh, even though the service that they use over at Compound is one of the few services that you can actually... Have it up on the site just almost instantly after it's been live, right? It's still yeah. uh, pretty good compared to everyone else. It's still now, it doesn't know what to do because you're not going through the regular, all these shows are pre taped now and shit. So it causes a whole clusterfuck because one shows live, you guys, and then the rest of us are pre taped. So it's causing problems that that company never thought they would have to deal with. Nobody expected no. COVID 19
1: it's no and it's oversaturated at the moment. I mean, I'll just be honest and you have so much content coming in and going out with it's it's not Fox News, it's not NBC. It's a it's a mom and pop shop that we're trying to grow. So we, it's a lot of content to have put through two different systems onto the air. It's hard to do live television anyway, yeah. let alone, you know, doing it from a basement.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what's happening that's true yeah <laughs>
1: yeah so
2: you, they're keeping the condo you alone in the condo right they don't have you or is it with other comics
1: well i don't mind uh i brought i don't normally stay in a condo i only did this week um i know the owner but no my friend Matt mcclawry is a comic i brought, i bring him on the road with me so it's oh totally that's different
2: cool. but i mean they don't just strap you on they're like all right this is next week's act you just live together and be friends
1: They used to do that. I won't do it anymore, though. I'll tell them no. Then you got to get me a hotel. Like, if I I can bring my own feature and everything, then fine. fine." You know?
2: Some random stranger?
1: Dude, I've done it so many times where I've just had to share it with some asshole. And I just, I don't, I could care less if I ever meet another comic (laughs) at this point.
2: (laughs) You know know what's fucked up? Is that this is going to force everything to change. You will do that in 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 the future since everyone's so scared of this virus.
1: Part of, I, part of
2: the contract is no you got to keep me a clean safe space
1: yeah that's actually going to be beneficial for me i'm gonna say yeah. look i'm sorry i'd love to stay in your condo but i i don't know who's cleaned it i you don't know
2: how nervous i, I am
1: i have to see some kind of warranty this isn't okay
2: yeah i've <laughs> seen zero maids
0: yeah
2: you guys and don't even have in mexicans it. in arkansas i can't expect this place to be cleaned <laughs> <Is> that-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, I don't even know who cleans it. You know it's just one of the workers there. So it's like, I, I. basically the amount of cleanliness that has gone into this place is the amount of cleanliness a comedy club waitress treats her body.
0: Mm. The well, same <laughs> amount of
1: care. And...
2: <laughs> yeah, the, the same, same type of uh, discoloration and bruises on the walls. Yeah, same, same
1: yeah. type of thing. Is that a tattoo of a butterfly or did your husband punch you in the back?
2: Yeah. Uh, it's my you fault. Can't... I don't listen. so stupid so uh, when uh, so so i have a question because i i didn't get the full story i didn't understand it well so when you and anthony are doing the show because the show is live monday to thursday 4 p.m you're doing it from his house so you live there yes and then you leave to go do your gigs then you have to go back there
1: yes is that a pain in the ass No, not really. Um, I will either go and spend the weekend with my son or he'll come out to me. Um, But no, it's not really. Honestly, it's a little easier because I just go from the airport right to Anthony's house, go up to my room. And then I because I write, I do a lot of different stuff. I'm always kind of working. And then I go down and do my show and I work on a fair one and I do interviews through that. So it's really not bad at all, the setup and the situation that we have. I mean, it's weird in the sense that I haven't been to my apartment in three months, and I have no idea. It
2: was broken what's... into?
1: Yeah, it could have been. I don't know. At this point, I don't have, uh, you know, any way of t- I mean, the landlord hasn't contacted me, but I really have no idea what's going on there. And it's, it, yeah, it's a very bizarre situation because I've been flying this whole time. I'm probably one of the few people. I've been on planes where it was just me, and then I've been on planes where it was three people. Oh, shit. Yeah, so it's been an interesting thing to to deal with all of this and to watch it all go down. And I'm germophobic as is, so I don't mind wearing masks and wiping off the seat because I already wiped down the seats in airplanes. I've always done that. I've always been. But this is so overblown and so absurd that I don't know what happened in the last couple months. It went from like the before times to the – even when I'm walking into the comedy club yesterday – There's this giant plastic sheeting in case the line wraps around because it's the first week the club's been open. So if the if the line wraps around, they have to keep some kind of distance. So there's just like plastic sheeting uh, between like instead of a velvet. But
2: these fucking people (laughs) within minutes are going to be sitting next to each other. It doesn't make any fucking
1: sense. And they're sharing the same bathrooms. So yeah, it doesn't make
2: any fucking sense. It's such a stupid... Because I, I, I went, I got a haircut and uh, my beard trimmed the other day. And uh, the guy's and like, it look... it looks great. It's, uh, thank you very much. He goes, look, mm-hmm. by law, you have to wear a mask. So I was like, and he's wearing one too. He's like, I, I think it's stupid, but you just got it in case somebody shows up. It's like, all right. So I put my mask on. He's doing my hair. We're talking all that. And then he's like, all right, now I got to do your beard. You got to take out your mask. I was like, so then what the fuck was the point? We're here right. now. We made it here. We made it to the masks list times. You know, what the fuck is, and he's like, look, man, I'm not making the goddamn rules. I just don't want to get in trouble.
1: It's, it's true though. And that's the same. I like, I ended up having to shave my head because I tried to cut my own hair. And I ended up shaving my head because I couldn't go anywhere. And even my family members that do haircuts for a living are like, "I can't." I mean, if they come into my house <laughs> and anybody, it's like, "Who the? Why is the Gestapo gonna come into your house for a haircut and fucking drag me out like I'm Anne Frank because I'm getting a haircut and you're getting a fine?" It's insane.
2: Uh, we have three Jews and uh, one hairdresser. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the hairdresser's been hiding these Jews. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Forget the Jews get the dresser yeah the hairdresser oh, yeah. she was cutting yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you, you get away from us this time jew we have bigger fish to fry <laughs> fucking Vidal Sassoon over there
1: yeah <laughs> is uh, are the other jews hiding a Lata? yeah sit <laughs> yeah. down jews
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: so,
0: it's fucking
1: so stupid but Today, the, the, there's no laws that make sense it's why they even said listen you can have uh 10 people at a gathering but if it's 100 it's fine to be a protest and it's you can also take over six city blocks of seattle yeah which well, they call chad which i find amazing chaz, so, chaz yeah chaz originally yeah now it's, ch- now it's chop. i don't know now chop, it's, it's basically
2: right. chopped, but it's yes. chop and they're saying it, it's like a double entendre because they want to chop the heads off of uh like the rich and the elites
1: Oh, that makes perfect but
2: sense. But you know who? Well, you know what's weird is you know who they consider? Because when I think that, it's like rich elites. it's like okay, Their so, dads? Yeah, exactly. It's like, they're <laughs> probably talking about maybe like some politicians, lobbyists and stuff. But they just mean anyone that has more success than them. So to them, the elites are the fucking teenager that works at Starbucks. Fuck you this and your is, paycheck, you know? Like,
1: it's too much. You know what? It's, this, it's the exact reason for a whole bunch of people to not try. And all they need is this excuse to blame somebody else. It's absurd. And to give you an idea of how useless these people are, they took over uh, several city blocks of a major city, and in two days they couldn't survive. Yes. Star- <laughs> yeah. Starbucks is open. Like, people have been lost in the deserts and on mountains for years. Tom Hanks and Castaway alone. He even made a friend. Yeah, These guys can actually go and buy a latte Yet they're still out there like, we got to make a sign and get supplies. It's like, what supplies? You're in a major U.S. city.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we don't have any money, Dave. All right? It might be easier
1: for you. You're one of those rich guys that has a job. Yeah, who's working and has tried with his life. I don't want to do that.
2: I tried working three times, right? And I got fired each and every time. For the same reason, masturbating at work. Yes. (laughs) But what kind of circus doesn't let you masturbate? (laughs) It's
1: absurd. Every time. They seem to have this... (laughs) this across the board rule (laughs) that I can't jack off in their bathroom (laughs) these fucking fascists but then I did in my fourth job I told them that I identify as a woman and they said I can do whatever I want Yeah. so (laughs) I, I built this place yeah, <laughs> welcome everybody. But it's such. If a, I built it. I mean, I ruined someone else's home. That's the thing.
2: They broke into people's houses. Uh, uh, yeah. So apparently now they're they're, um, they're still robbing stores that are around the neighborhood. One guy, uh, an auto repair shop. He kept calling the cops, but they weren't showing up because, like, well, we don't have like people are asking to defund the police. People are quitting. We don't have. You guys told us that we shouldn't exist, so we don't exist, bro. So they couldn't help him. They were coming in. They were beating the shit out of him. They uh, they stole his money. They stole supplies. He caught one of them. Tied him up call the cops, they still wouldn't come. So then his friends came back to free the guy. They beat the shit out of the original guy, freed their buddy. It was fucking insanity. Insanity.
1: Well, here's what's amazing, too. The guy's calling the police as a taxpayer. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you guys said we can't come in there. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. I, I te- Who said you can't yeah. come in here? A bunch of assholes who are taking over the streets? Yeah, this is. they're not a real country. Yeah. It's not really people. this, it's, it's Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, sorry, we can't come in. I'm like, do you know how many times I wish that worked when I was arrested in my life? If I could have just said, I'm sorry, it's my own country.
2: I'm a sovereign citizen of fucking, uh, of fucking Landonia. Dave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dave's
1: cocaine land. I'm afraid I can't answer the door.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's dude, it's fucking, it's surreal. And I'm watching people kind of go you know what I did today? For the first time ever, I actually said, "You know what? It's it's a it's a purge." So I was scrolling my Facebook timeline, and anyone that I would see that would write something that was too stupid, they wouldn't research it, all that. I would just go unfriend, go unfriend. I go, I don't want to see this shit in my feed anymore. I'm trying to get away from the politics, and they're so stupid. And what triggered it was um, there was an article about. Did you hear about this? This is some crazy shit in California. Some uh, a black guy was they hung him from outside like a city hall.
1: Uh, I read you that, yes. That's fu- I, I Anyways, don't.
2: that's fucking crazy. But there's an article that said the brother of that guy was shot by police. You know, they killed him, they murdered him. So I, I saw that like,
1: today, yes.
2: Yeah, but then you look at the article, they shot him after he came out of his car and started shooting at the cops. So they fired back and killed him. That's, I think, the important part of there, right? That they shot him after they were shot at. Like, he had a gun and he was shooting at them. I think that's the important part of the story. But the way the headline made it seem was that they viciously went and murdered some guy. So then the comments of the person who shared it, the person that shared it and the people talking with them in the comments, never clicked on the article because they're all judging by the headline like i can't believe it they're probably out there trying to kill everyone and look another uh unarmed black man that they're, uh, on, he was shooting at them he was, right. <laughs> he, this is not the same thing it's not all <laughs> you can't you know they didn't read it so i said you know what i'm done with these people i'm just the, I, if anyone's just jumping on the bandwagon of a headline and just trying to sensationalize i i, I don't have time for it anymore
1: I don't know who isn't. That's the problem. And when you look at this too, like there was a noose hanging in a park. Well, it turned out that it had been there for a very long time because it was used to move lumber. It was the same as when Sarah Silverman said they're spraying swastikas swastikas on sewer caps. It's like, no, that's what the, that's what the city does to market. Yeah. They're saying what's
2: where the pipes go. (laughs)
1: Right. It's not, it has nothing to do with racism. It's just that you come from an actual privilege that you don't know what blue collar work is to be able to identify that. And I like Sarah Silverman, but it's that kind of misinformation that people are getting and you get it in a headline. And even with the guy hanging, there's other nefarious things that could be going on there than just a group of white people in California did this. I don't necessarily buy that either. And We're being told now and we're being divided into two things, which is black and white. And that is, it's very transparent to me. And I don't know how we're supposed to keep believing this, buying this. And it's like you said, everybody's trying to do, everybody's going online, reading just the headline, and then they're making this grand statement once they assume that it's safe. And -hmm. then they all of a sudden they have balls and they're going to stand up and go against something. Everybody's just afraid. All you're seeing is people protecting themselves from being canceled or fired or whatever it might be, uh, whatever consequence it might have for having a real opinion or even asking a question. And it's just Yeah, the question asking,
2: that's what's fucking pissing me off, Dave, is that now it's a problem to ask a question. Mm -hmm. When you're like, hey, what about... What the fuck did you just say? What did you just ask me? I was just asking. I don't know how this works. How does it? Because you're a fucking Nazi. That's why you don't know how that works. And then you, it devolves in like, oh, okay. This is, I'm talking to crazy people.
1: Yeah. And you're like, I'm just wondering though, when I touch the fridge, can you see through it? It looks neat. It tells you, it tells you when your groceries are running low. Yeah. yeah. You're a fucking racist. You fucking bigot. I don't understand.
2: Yeah. (laughs) What what have I done wrong? (laughs) Like Chris D'Elia, right? He's asked a question. He's like, can we fuck? And then everyone's like, oh, she's 15. It's just. I don't know. People are blowing shit. <laughs> well, here's what <laughs> I
1: noticed about that, too, is I don't know Christalia. I've never met the man, uh, but I saw the, t- the text. And I mm-hmm. go, so a girl who now wants to be a comic, shockingly enough, uh, who is throwing a, an older male comic under the bus, reaches out to him. This is just from what I've gathered. Yeah, from what I gathered to yeah. yeah, to have sex, then says she's 17 and he stops talking to her.
2: Yeah, I saw that one too (laughs) What? And then he Yeah, and it's like he's grooming her But she reached out to him and then he said And then another girl, she was like uh, Seven years ago, he solicited nudes from me Uh, And then her job is She sells nudes And then someone commented, they're like, but you're selling naked photos Yeah, but I don't give them out for free it's like, yeah, like, but oh, well, I, I don't know. What the fuck? Okay. So I'll skip you. I'll go to the next one, you know? And then I'm looking at all of them and it's like, I I, I have yet, I don't know. I, I, I don't have, I'm not friends with the guy. I've met him twice and it was never like, it was just, he was there when I was there. So I don't have like a, a loyalty thing, but I'm just trying, is, yeah. I'm just trying to look at it, you know, from the outside and be objective. And from what I've seen, I may have missed something, but from the stuff that I've seen, it's all literally him writing his goofy shit. Like, Hey, you want to get naked or stupid shit like that? But I I haven't seen anything like, oh, I'll wait till you're older or, uh, you know what I mean? Like, how old are you? I haven't seen any of that shit.
1: I don't think that anybody in his position would be stupid enough to put that in writing to where it could ruin his career and get a screenshot of. But what I found it was interesting that you brought up was loyalty. And this is something that I'm having a real problem with because there's certain moral codes I live by and loyalty is one of them. And it is especially to my friends. My best friend is the dude who I grew up next door with that I met when I was three. OJ Simpson. OJ Simpson. And uh, <laughs> Orinthal. Uh, but yeah, well, I call him. Yeah, I call him Oge, but that's just <laughs> him. But it's it it's sad to me to see how many comics turn their back immediately and stab people and take them down because instead of working hard and putting out quality or something that's fulfilling to yourself. You want to immediately destroy somebody else's success. It's just an easier way to think you're succeeding.
2: Yeah. So it's funny that you bring that up because if you notice in the comments sections, like of all when they're talking about Chris D'Elia, like I said, I'm not friends with him, and I haven't. The only reason why I haven't piled on is because I don't see a reason for me to pile on. Like it's if they're going to investigate if he did something shitty, you know, he's going to get outed or whatever the fuck, you know. And and also, I'm not friends with him to be like I'm disappointed. It's got nothing to do with me, you know what I mean? I don't I don't know. And from the evidence they're giving me first of all, he never spoke to anyone that was prepubescent in order for him to be a pedophile in the first place. So none of that, you know, so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to not enter that conversation. Um, But I have noticed that a lot of people and a lot of open micers, they're ready to jump on, you know, fuck this guy or I fucking knew it. But these are all people that you look back and they liked his tweets. They were fans of him until like they thought, oh, this is my chance. This is where the mob is going. I'm jumping on on board and I'm getting on this train. Like I'm going to get something out of it. But I feel like you never, you see these people... You never really come out a winner when you just join the mob, brainlessly, because it's you and another ten million idiots. There's no, there's nothing to differentiate. You just be yourself, you know. But they jump You're, on. They're like, "I'm, I'm with them." Uh,
1: dude, I couldn't agree with you more. And the problem is, you can't apologize to a mob. It's not a, a thing that they'll they'll forgive you for. And you don't stand out in a mob. So even acknowledging a mob is relatively stupid, in my opinion. And when you when you're in a case like that, the problem with a lot of these people is they're frauds. It's like you're talking about being authentic. Like you and I don't know the guy, yet we're willing to say, hey, let me look at this from two different angles. That's how yeah. I treat everything, exactly. which of course means that you know you're a Nazi if you try to have an open mind about absolutely anything and you don't just jump on a knee-jerk reaction that will ruin someone's life. Yeah. And a lot of these people come from money, they come from wealth, they come from, they're, they're playing poor Brooklyn open-miker, they're playing, you know, they're all playing this character and it's not real and they just go with, the, it's it, it, it's destroyed comedy in a lot of ways. And the fact that they do this to people like him shows the utter inauthenticity of so many people involved in show business, let alone the world.
2: I had this happen to me and Mike a few weeks ago. There was a Brooklyn open micer that wing you same thing like a phony, not a struggling had a good life, but just decided to go into comedy. And the only reason why they're an open micro is just because she's not good as a stand up. It's the only reason. Right. Yeah. But try to attack us and fucking make something out of nothing and all that. But, uh, you know, I did my thing, put her in her place. Uh, but hey. I, I, I experienced that firsthand. It's like, Jesus Christ, this is a fake story. You're making this up. You, you, you're, you're fighting with me for something that isn't true. You made it up and now you're attacking it. And you're like, look at me, I'm fucking fighting the patriarchy or, or Hitler or whatever, but it's, like, but it's not true, you made it up, it's not a real thing.
1: No, you're right, and it's, here's to show you the level of pussy that that is. And I hate to use that, you know, that term, but that is what it is, is it's being a complete pussy because you have a financial backing, right? To be, com- to be a comic, it requires to be risky. Yep. That means in your stand-up, you should be risky on stage. Now, if you have a financial backing on top of it where you don't need to fall back on anything, you don't even have to risk anything to be risky, yet you're still choosing not to take a fucking risk. That's pathetic. You
2: know, it's fucked. Oh, it's fucking amazing. You said that because now that I'm thinking about that in their comedy, the people that I know that are like that, it reflects because the comedy is bland, very, you know, hacky. Like, what's the deal with lamps? We should call them lights they're not (laughs) lamping they're lighting you know like stupid shit like that and uh, and i'm like fuck no wonder because they're not trying yeah because they're like i don't have to come up with a good joke i could just say fucking and and they just assume that because they think it's 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 witty it has to like it's going to be groundbreaking to peasants you know it's just like seinfeld in the oval teen bit why don't they call it round teen they're that level of humor they're that level of they should call it round teen they're 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 at that stage
1: well, and then the original term for it was alt comedy before woke comedy, where it's yeah. like, that's not alt comedy. Uh, and uh, the alt comedy was, you know, Andy, uh, not Andy Kaufman. Um, and not that I was necessarily a diehard fan of Andy Kaufman, because I didn't find him that funny, because that's what alt comedy was supposed to be. Yeah. It was just supposed to be upsetting. So it was <laughs> a different thing than when he was doing it. And, and frankly, that's how I found a lot of what he did was just like, oh, it upsets but, me. Yeah, you're supposed to. But this idea that you're writing a joke about a dragon or something that's completely uh, has nothing to do with anything, where in no way you can offend anybody or open anybody's eyes or anything like that. They they look at it as this brilliant ability, and it's nothing more than a shitty tweet one-liner that I would have deleted before I ever brought it onto the stage. And I absolutely... I absolutely detest what it is because when I moved to New York, I was disheartened to find out the lack of loyalty, the bullshit hierarchy, because I had been doing comedy and making a good living for 15 years. Like, as much as people don't may not believe it, you can actually survive outside of L.A. and New York if you just work hard, book gigs, get to know. I mean, I was doing television shows and headlining Vegas, my face on the Vegas Strip, this was before I ever set foot in living in a major city that supposedly was an entertainment mecca. So when I get here, I'm not going to play the game of pretend and I'm not going to try to sit with the popular kids at the lunch table. I'm just going to be nice
0: yeah. to who's
1: nice to me and be the person that I am. And the the lack of loyalty and the way that people try to just bring you down immediately was just disheartening. And the people have been trying to bring me down since I joined Anthony's show. And it's like. For doing what? Nothing to you? I've never been anything but nice to people. But as a result of it, I just, it, it made me disheartened, but made me want to work harder and always be the authentic person that I can be.
2: you you actually one of the fail. nicest guys in comedy, actually. Micah said that before, too. You actually are one of the nicest guys. But you're obviously you're going to get shit on. People are going to try to take you down the most
1: because of that, because they know you're nice absolutely and i just not going to apologize that's why
2: i yell to... at people i don't give them the fucking chance yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's i just don't feel that i should have to justify myself to the most like immoral bunch of shitheads i've ever seen yeah. in my life it's like you're all fucking drunk and on coke and banging each other and making fake rape charges and trying to pretend you like black people because you fucking you met one of your gardeners once fuck you yeah, they're it's, it's big phonies.
2: But also yeah, how dude. am I bothering you? That that's what always that's what, what always used to fuck me is how am I bothering you? I'm doing stand up. I got my show, you know, with Anthony. I'm doing my like how how the fuck are you bothering anyone? You know what I mean? It's not like you're going out there, you're like, let's fucking commit hate crimes. Let's fucking, you know, I don't know, defund single mothers. Like you're yes, not doing exactly. anything. You're literally working. You're working. Like who who are you bugging?
1: Nobody. And that's the part that I find so interesting about it is Not only is it who am I bugging, it's people that I have opened doors for and done things for and loaned tons of money to all of a sudden are stabbing me in the back, telling me that I, you know, I don't know if you should go that way. What way? Making jokes with a guy I admire? Yeah. Because you don't agree with something he said before in his life? Here's what I like about Anthony. He's unapologetically Anthony. What you see is what you get. That's it. And you don't meet people like that. You might not like what he has to say, but if everybody was honest about what they thought and you're not even in control of your thoughts the way that Anthony is, then that's an authentic person. You don't get that a lot in life. So, so to attack him is absurd to me. Just so, don't watch us if you don't want to.
2: So I always, I always liked Anthony, you know, Opie and Anthony. They they did so much for stand-up. Um, oh, yeah. What I always get surprised at is the stand-ups that... Kind of owe him their break. Oh him and Opie, the whole show, really, their break. Mm-hmm. And they kind of distance themselves and disavowed him. And oh, he's evil. But he was cool when you were able to make a career.
1: I've told him, I have told him that many times, actually, where I've said, you know, I, I got to admit I hate your friends. And it's people that who he gave careers to yeah. who would absolutely not be anywhere without Opie and Anthony. And now they don't go on. And I understand that a lot of the fans can be brutal and, you know, people say it can be a bad look and blah, blah, blah. But if it only is if you give into that. And it only is if you give uh, weight to that. If you believe it's going to be a bad look, it will be. If you just believe that you're doing what you do, it won't be. I mean, the world is how you see it. It's just a reflection of the way you see it. It doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks because nobody else is being honest about it to you anyway.
0: Yeah,
2: and it's interesting with him. It's a lot of, uh, you get you, like, I, he's never been anything but cool with me. Uh, yeah. Mike, same thing. Like, he's never, I haven't seen anything, you know, uncool, but it's all people that have beef with him from before. And there's all these, I guess, cause he's an internet guy too. Like, he got involved in like a lot of these, you know, like online game chats or live streams or the fuck fighting with people. So I, I think he has his own beefs that kind of entered into his, um, his day job, you know, his, uh, mm-hmm. the show. Cause I don't understand any of it. Like, I don't know where the fuck it comes from. Like the, 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 the last real, uh, controversy that I remember was the one that got him kicked off serious. Remember the picture taking and all that stuff. And then, yes. uh, serious kind of panicked, Like, Oh, fuck it. Get him out of here. That's the, the real controversy. I remember, but I don't know how that affects like people will shit on him for that, but I don't know how that affects listeners or a fan of the show. Be like, fuck you for, for getting into a fight. You know, in Times Square, like, what the fuck are you talking about? What does that have to do with you? What do you care if you go into a fight in Times Square?
1: Wait, and what I don't understand is he got in a fight with somebody in Times Square who was attacking him, called him an animal. They said that it was the N word. It wasn't. And then after it, he lost a $4 million a year job. What else do you want from him? Yeah. I, I Like, right. when is he enough lost enough? everything. Yeah. Like when it's the same as you see with Louie or you see with a lot of these people, you, these people have to be continually pushed down, pushed down, pushed down the same. And to give you an example, what does it do? What are the name of the two girls, uh, that Lou Louie beat off in front of, I don't know. See my point. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It, does it does, doesn't help.
2: Yeah. It does nothing. Well, yeah. Cause also I don't think you want to be, yeah, sure, I don't think you want to be known. Like how'd you get famous? you jerked off in front of me, and I come, and I was cool with it. But then, thirty years later, I was like,
1: "Fuck that shit!" Yeah, nobody wants to work with you again. They're like, "Oh, I see." So, and even right now, you look at like, and this is not. Yeah, I hate how you have to preface it everything because I don't want to say this is victim blaming. There's plenty of pieces of shit out there. There's plenty of guys doing ill shit, but the idea that women aren't either is absurd to me.
2: Yeah, and the victim blaming thing is funny because uh, I because you were talking about Delia before, and um, there's a comedian I think she's from Toronto. Uh, I saw cause she was one of the people that wrote about stories that happened with Chris D'Elia, but her mm-hmm. story, I was actually, okay, this is what you kind of should do in the situation where she had reached out to him cause he was in the city and she was a new comic, want to talk with him. And he actually replies like, yeah, let's meet up. And she's like, oh, nice. So she went to meet him up. He's like, actually come by the hotel bar. So she went to the hotel bar and he's like, yeah, I'm actually in my room. Come to the room. So she's like, all right, I see he's trying to fuck me. I, yeah. She's like, no, no, I'm cool. I'm going to stay in the bar. And then uh, she was drinking. And after a while, she texts him. She goes, what's your uh, hotel room number, by the way? And he gives it to her. And she charged all her drinks to him. And she <laughs> left. And I was like, that's actually the best end of that story. You saw that what he, he wanted. You weren't into it. And you're like, you know what, cocksucker? Here's your pay, you know payback since you didn't want to meet and You just wanted to fuck me. So I was like, that's a cool way to end it. But then I saw people were attacking her. Like, fucking, uh, they were like, you're just playing the victim. No, no, no. And I was like, well. But at the, she didn't play the victim. She came out on top in that story. Like she did, as far as, as that story goes, that's the most badass move you could do. Like uh, short from stabbing the bartender, that was the, that was the most badass ending you could have had. So I was like, okay, now people are just reactionary and they're like, any complaint is a victim. Is, is you're, you're claiming to be a victim. But it's not true. Some people aren't victims.
1: No, you know what's sad about that? Is they're yeah. mad at her that she didn't get raped. Yeah. Or so that same group that is angry at Dalia is now going at her because she didn't become a victim. It's so stupid. They're it's like, a, like, well, this doesn't help our cause, and you you knew how to stand up for yourself.
2: Yeah, she did the best move out of everyone that I saw. I was like, that is the smartest fucking one. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, good for her. This yeah. is exactly what you should do. And exactly. I'm sure, yeah. And I'm sure being a famous guy in Hollywood and stuff, he probably gets pussy thrown at him 24-7. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he assumes if a woman's hitting him up, it's like, all right, come up to my— I don't even—I can't even fault him for that because— it's like look women a lot of you you are out there just trying to fuck dudes and get money and that shit too there's no reason you shouldn't think that so I, so the fact that she stood up for herself it, it it hurts the side that wants her to be a victim
2: yeah, yeah no that's the, the best don't be a fucking victim what she did I, I like that I was like that's the best move you're not down well, for it and she didn't cry she didn't she's like alright motherfucker I got you yeah, <laughs> that, that was such no...
1: a smart move that's the best. Well, because she won. Yeah. And there's nothing to be there's no re there's there's nothing quality about being a victim other than that the people who are actual victims, you know, they need to be addressed. and they need to fix, you know, the, the, I guess I'm trying to even put it into a word where I, I don't understand how. You want to become something that you would never, ever want to become. Being a victim is a terrible thing. Yeah. So the idea of being a victim of a hate crime or a rape or anything, why would you want to pretend that you're that in order to gain something out of it? It's it's disgusting.
2: Well, I've said this many times, and I don't know if people are getting what I'm saying, but right now, because I I used to say generation. I don't think it's a generational problem because I think it's... people of different generations just that are alive now. So I think it's a contemporary issue where people just want attention. And as you know, being a comic, depending on what we say, attention is, uh, I mean, it's possible to get positive or negative attention. They don't seem to understand that there's a difference between the two, right? So Mm -hmm. they just like the likes, the comments, the, the dopamine they get from people interacting with them. They don't realize that some of it is not good. You know, it's not good attention, so, but there's a lot of attention to victims. So there's a lot of real victims that get overshadowed by fake victims that scream loudly. Right. And they're happy being a victim because they're getting that much needed attention. It's the same difference. I tell people I don't want to I have no dream of being famous. I want to be successful. They're two totally different things, because if, 100%. I, if I just wanted to be famous people to know who I am, I could go down the highway here, whip my dick out. Let people pull their cameras, see me running through. Trust me, everyone's going to know who the fuck I am. Is that going to help me? Is that going to help me in any way? Zero. But they're going to be talking about me. So what do you want? Maybe. But they'll stop. Three days later, they'll be like, look, there was nothing impressive about that. (laughs) (laughs) If anything, it ruined my day. So... Depends on what you're working Yeah, it depends on what, you work yeah, yeah, depends on
1: what you're working with. on. That yeah. Yeah.
2: But it's just it's it's so crazy to me that people are content with just being the victim because they're getting the attention. Like, thank you all for your support. You're not a real victim. There's actual victims. There's people who go through real shit. They should be getting the fucking support. Not you, doofus.
1: Well, and it's so weird, too, when you see certain comics, and I'll just say it, rape victims, uh, when you see them, if you watch uh, the Epstein documentary, they dress in a certain way where they're covered. They don't, there's a discomfort. There's something there that they don't want to be seen. They don't go and pose naked on Instagram and then (laughs) write a bunch of stories about how they were uh, raped. It's like, no, you don't. You don't get raped and then go and fucking put a worm on a hook. That's bullshit. And it immediately makes me think you're transparent. Or immediately, it's transparent. It immediately makes me think that you're making it up for attention. And you're right. I've been saying that. People don't put their real thoughts down. They put down what they think will get likes yes. and attention. And there's no risk to that. And the, that's all they do. They have Instagram stories. They'll put a black box on Instagram. I, the remember reason that. Why I didn't Yeah, the reason why I didn't do that is because that is doing nothing. That is doing absolutely, it is doing the least amount that you can for a cause that you don't understand.
2: I think it's doing the opposite of nothing because it makes you then feel, if you're a retard, accomplished, and you're like, fuck, I just ended racism. When you've done literally nothing, you've done literally, the fact that you think it's over because of what you just did is probably doing a disservice to everything you fucking dummy you know how many people you know how many people put that square up and then they felt great like fuck man i'm gonna get some ice cream i deserve it do you see what i just did i just saved black people (laughs) like so so it's it's dumb to me so i didn't want to do it either i didn't i didn't want to do it also because i didn't like the um people asking me hey how come you didn't put up a black square i felt like kramer uh, with the ribbon, I felt exactly like that. I was telling Gino last time. I go, I really feel like Kramer with why didn't you put the ribbon? Put the ribbon on. I was like, I don't want to put the fucking ribbon. Like Kramer was at the, the the AIDS walk, he was doing yes. the oh, actual remember, action. Yeah. You know, he was doing the actual action of of you know showing support, and yet it was the, the ribbon. To people who are already wearing the ribbon, which will make no difference, right? That we're being hard on him for nothing. And that's how I felt with the square. It, who are you showing this? Well, First of all, most of the people, if you're not, you're not a comedian, you're not out there in public, the only people you have on social media are your fucking friends and family. Mm-hmm. Who are you showing this to? If you have a relative that's out there beating up black people or something, deal with them directly. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because you don't have, Absolutely. it's like, use your platform for good. Not everyone in my fucking Instagram feed has a fucking platform. You know, they they're fucking baristas with fucking eighteen followers. What the fuck are you doing?
1: And then there's people that I know personally who it's like, dude, you own a check hashing store in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> I under I, I understand I understand that you're you're trying to do this for your fucking for your fan base, I suppose, <laughs> for the, your customers. But it's like let's uh let's not pretend the words you say behind closed doors, you fucking <laughs> fraud. Yeah, and also. Why do you have to keep pretending you like everybody in this giant broad stroke? I don't. There are people of every race that are just piles of shit. Yeah. I'm so done pretending that everyone is a hero just because something happened to them.
2: Oh, I, I'm also done. I, I, I'm not playing in in the race shit anymore. Like I first like I, oh, I, I hate done. grouping the. You know, first of all, me, Pantelis, right? When the because now you know they're grouping me in. They're like you're a white guy. When did right. we? When did we join the whites? Because just a few years ago when Greeks first came here, and Greeks even 50 years ago weren't being treated right, Greeks, Italians were viewed as, ugh, they're disgusting, they're undesirable. Yeah. And then now you're pushing us on a team that told us they fucking hated us back in the day. So when did this shift happen? When did you choose for me what team I'm going to be on and who I should feel bad for?
1: And and that's the, that's the part I don't understand is it takes away your identity and your heritage. I'm an Italian-Irish guy who has a Jewish last name. Yeah. <laughs> and every one of my every one of my relatives came here in the 1900s and were treated like garbage. Yeah, yeah there was mine too. no. My dad ra- was raised without a father. There was no wealth in my family until my dad earned it himself. And then he died because of Agent Orange in Vietnam. And it's wow. like so when you look at all that, I'm wondering, what is this white privilege team that I'm supposed to be a part of? You because- weren't
2: considered white. You, you're considered white now. You're considered, wait, now, but you weren't, that's what I'm saying is they keep, the, the goalpost keeps moving and changing because they, they're, they're trying their best to divide
1: people. And well, now they're, they're dividing us the best though, into two colors. That's yeah, what bothers me the which most. Which is
2: the dumbest. Yeah. Cause it doesn't dictate anything. It doesn't, first of all, every, every person that you see that's not black, isn't part of the white culture. There's, there's all kinds of different people around the world that aren't black. They're, they're not all from the U S they're not all American.
1: Well, it there's, a, make there's a reason why I'm, why uh, African Americans uh, are if, and I'm only using that term instead of black yeah. specifically because I'm saying African American because there's white blood, so they're a different. You know, there's Irish heritage, there's uh, English heritage, there's other stuff inside of African Americans than just if you went to like, you know, uh, the middle of Africa. It's a, it's a different. It's a different shade of person. So yeah, and, and even to
2: that, there's like right now you're like, oh, well, uh, you know, uh, there's a black guy. He, you know, this is what his family went through. How the fuck do you know? First of all, you know, there's black guys that came from Ethiopia, from Zimbabwe, from everywhere around the world f- in the last, let's say, 30 years that live in the States. What the fuck do they have to feel sorry about or to think about slavery in that country when their family doesn't have a tie to it? What the fuck do I have to do with what they're talking about white guilt when my family came here 50 years ago?
1: It, it doesn't make any sense. I, yeah, I don't feel any of it. And I've, of course, said racist and horrible shit in my life. Because I will I'm continue to do being. so. What's that?
2: I will continue to do so. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's the fact that anybody would deny that is what's even more pathetic. And also this idea of thought police. You can't control what thoughts pop in your head. Yeah. So this idea that anything that you've done, you should feel ashamed of and guilty of, you shouldn't. Right now, people are more privileged economically at some points and are given a bigger advantage in life. But there, I I was saying this earlier on different podcasts, but it makes sense to me, and I know I mentioned being from Detroit a lot, but I do it because it was white and black in the sense of there was a ton of wealth from the automotive industries and Fortune 500 companies, and the worst ghetto east side of Detroit neighborhood you could ever see, and that's what I grew up on the border of. And I knew families that you would go to their house and they would live, like I knew people whose bedrooms were a maid's quarters behind mansions. And then I knew my friend Juwan on Seven Mile, who I would drop off and his parents sold drugs and so did he, and he used a fake address to go to our school that was like his uh, aunt's address. So, but I I hung out with both those groups of people and you know what, they were both insecure. Yeah, That's why so many rich people OD on boats, like a lot of these young people that take in money because they don't feel they have any value, they feel they were hands at everything. It's the same reason why suicide is most common amongst white males. It's because we feel that we have to achieve so much just to be considered decent. you know, And that's why there's such a high suicide rate. So no matter if you're dirt poor, no matter if you're extremely wealthy, everybody goes through these emotions of insecurity and trying to find their place. And the idea that we just dismiss that is complete and utter bullshit. And to say that, I, I realize, yes, it is much worse to be hungry Uh, you know, than anything else. I will give you that. But I, most of the people who are involved in all these arguments, these are not the people that are hungry because they have the fucking money and time to bitch.
2: Yeah, and it's, but I'm telling you, I think that this is all organized because, to, to separate people by race, because, well, by race, by color now. It's not even, it's just, you know, you're a darker shade, you're you're the enemy, you're a lighter shade, you're the enemy. I think it's a trick because more and more people were getting educated because of the internet, they were learning stuff, and they start to realize that it's kind of a fixed game, and mm-hmm. the two classes are not separated by race, the real two classes that are out there, and, and the dominating class is always going to be winning. The guys that own everything, right, they're always going to be winning. Mm-hmm. So the second people started coming up after them, they're like, we got to fucking stop this shit. The second they realize that they're more than us and that together they, they're in charge, we're fucked. Mm-hmm. So get them fighting each other again.
1: And that's what it is, is the, and this idea of socialism. And I've had a lot of people on my show from different places. My friend Art came from Russia where uh, he his dad was a trainer for the Red Wings and uh, he got paralyzed in an accident, unfortunately. Oh, fuck. But uh, they came to America from Russia. Now, in Russia, they stood in bread lines for hours in the cold to get a loaf of bread in america the second they got here man millionaires driving around in cadillacs (laughs) doing what you know so he'll even tell you i've seen socialism socialism is about an elite class and a bunch of people who get nothing yeah and now we've now people are actually convinced that this is some kind of a good platform it's like uh i think who was it Uh, oh man i'm blanking on his name uh yeah winston churchill who said uh You know, you might not like capitalism, but so far it's worked best than everything else that was ever tried before capitalism.
2: Yeah. Well, look, there's good and bad to everything, right? And sometimes you lose. It's kind of like saying, um, let's say gambling, right? Let's Mm -hmm. say me and you, we go to the casino together. We've decided we each put 200 bucks aside and that's what we're playing with. Okay. If I go there and I just lose my 200 bucks and I'm cool with it, then you start winning and then I pull out. And I keep fucking losing my money. Yeah, I'm going to start. This is fucking fixed. This is crazy. This guy's winning. Why the fuck is he winning? I'm going to get mad. Yeah, because I overdid it. Right? I fucking overdid it. But you clearly you could win. You got to know your limits. Same thing in life. You're going to lose. There there are times where you're going to play the game. And you're going to play it to the best of your ability. And you will not come out on top. It's just the way it is. It's not because the game should be fucking banned. It's not because the game is the worst thing ever. We have to go to a game where you just get a medal for joining. No. Sometimes you got to do better. Sometimes you got bad days. That, that's how I feel about when people talk about, oh, well, capitalism, but you can work and make something. I'd rather be able to start from the bottom like I did uh, at work to try to get something then to have a game that when I'm bored, I'm in a class and that's it. I can't do anything my entire life. No matter how hard I work, no matter what I do, I can never escape it. To me, that's scary. And then you tell me that the safety is, well, at least if you wait in line, we'll feed you every day. So you don't have to worry about that but you don't get to own anything, the, you know, you don't get to come up with anything, uh, any intellectual property, anything you invent is ours. I cannot live with that. I'd rather, give me the opportunity to fail, but that if I, if I create something, I could win.
1: And you're 100% right. And you're showing now what entertainers too, especially the, just speaking specifically to comedy about it, people like you and I where, and, and we've been turned down and kind of not we haven't been given the chance to be able to be mainstream and i've been told on reality shows i've been told on late night shows and everything uh, i've been told by comedy clubs you're white you're white you're white you're white you're white and it's fine because i'm white that i've been that i've lost tons of jobs because i'm white and that's fine with everybody yeah you still whitey Yeah. So, but then we go and create our own thing or I jump on compound media and all of a sudden it's like, you're an alt-right Nazi or I go on Fox (laughs) news and with my friend, Jimmy and people are pissed off because I went to the people who were willing to have me. And I went to my friends and we created something ourselves. And then you have the audacity to start attacking that. It's like, well, you took everything else. And what they hate is we're now the comics. and, And this goes for not just white people. This goes for you know you don't want to get a, a too militant of a black guy with a real strong opinion on on fucking Conan either you know what <laughs> I mean like they're real careful of which uh, which people they pick to represent certain groups it's why they have the you know the black lesbian and the cuck white guy who's just fucking like you said gonna do some goddamn bit about lamps and you just want to yeah. bust one over his head so yeah I I don't know i think the fact that we're able to create our own thing in this society and we're starting to be able to build up ourselves and the fact that i was able to tour as a comic and do things that i was was all all based on that so to take that away from me is gross and the people who don't put in any effort to their lives are the ones who are out trying to stop it
2: well you know what say what you will about uh you know george soros i hear a lot of people talking shit they're blaming everything on george soros you know what man Gotta give, uh, gotta give him credit. This guy knows how to destroy a country. Like I'll tell you, he <laughs>
1: is aces. But, it's like uh, God damn. <laughs> it's weird though. He he keeps sending me checks even yeah. though I haven't thrown <laughs> a Molotov cocktail into a building in weeks.
2: He has no idea. <laughs> yeah. No, but but these. You see, you know where I, I'm perplexed on, where I find it difficult, is that because uh, like I, I like to be as objective as I possibly can. I'm opinionated. I'm angry all the time, but it's mostly fake anger because it makes me laugh. Um, right. But but I am. I have strong opinions and I very much to the core of me. I don't like, um, I don't like injustice. I, I hate injustice. So obviously given that I don't like police brutality, I'm, I don't like the cops having this much power. I don't like the government having this much power. I don't like racism. So I want to root for the teams that are fighting those. Do you know what I mean? I want to deeply. Yes. I, I want to oh, yes. root for those teams. But when those teams get taken over, by ideologues that their agenda is not the same. They're using that as a platform and as a way to recruit, but their agenda is something that their agenda is to take down uh, our current system. Let's say you know uh, to uh, kill the rich, as they're saying, which is basically anyone that's doing better than them. Which is uh, that's a fucking wide net, okay? Then yeah. w- what happens is people like me who are like, ah, man, I don't want any of that shit, you know. So then they're not getting the support from the people that really could help or would help that agree with the initial idea they're gonna the support from these fucking fanatics and then it doesn't end well you know
1: they, they get the support from fucking isis Who? well extremism doesn't work because it is isis it's just beheading anybody who doesn't believe yeah believe. I, I
2: can't get behind that even though i'm all for like the whole black lives matter thing i'm for and i and i understand what the statement of black lives matter means i know the difference so between black lives yeah. and all i know what it means it means black lives matter also i, I get what they're saying I'm, and i'm all for that i don't want I anyone too, yeah.
1: I don't you don't want need to hijack to it. You don't have to put in blue. You don't have to put yeah. it all. You can let them have what they what they were trying to do.
2: Exactly. And I'm all for it. It's just that when, how the fuck did they get involved? Well, I know how the fuck, because you see who's funding, uh, you know, the whole Open Society Foundation. You see who's funding. So you know how it got infiltrated. But it just sucks when I see shit like that, because like it was a good thing that got hijacked. And now everyone fucking is going to hate them. Because even black people are getting up and like, what the fuck is this shit? We're not even running this. This isn't even our movement anymore.
1: No, it's been hijacked by white people that are ruining their neighborhoods. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even
2: make sense anymore. And then you'd think someone would get up and be like, hey, what the fuck, man? Why why are you letting these white people uh, set fire to your fucking neighborhoods? But nobody wants to say it.
1: Right. And I look, I'm with you because in my life I have done plenty of things I'm not proud of. And but also in my life, I, I am completely against racism because yeah. it's stupid. I am completely my issue with police comes to me on a personal issue. I was and it, it's uh, coming out in my book. We'll talk uh, uh but it'll be a while. We're still in the editing. But um, yeah, I was actually harassed by a police officer me, who beat me too, the my shit whole life. Me. Yeah. I had the shit beat out of me with nightsticks. I was launched down a staircase. I had guns pulled on me. I was brutalized by police officers uh, in my neighborhood. Now, some of them, though, helped me. I had a neighbor that was a police officer who was a great, great guy and helped me a lot of times where this other cop was brutalizing me and helped me get a charge dropped. And was So I saw both sides of what the police could be. There are very, very bad people that are in the police force, and I understand the motive of shaking that out. What I don't understand though is defunding the police to the point that you're getting rid of good people. What it's about is they give handbooks to to teach you not to be aggressive and how to defuse a situation. Unfortunately, there's people that get in there who don't read those and they don't want to not be aggressive and they don't want to defuse a situation. Uh And you end up seeing what we have now. And a lot of these police officers are good people, and I, I refuse to paint them all anymore. And when I, Judy, you talked to me 10 years ago, I just said, fuck cops, light them up. I'd be, I, I had a real shit attitude, and so I started realizing, you know... Maybe I didn't have to spit on them. You know what yeah. I mean? Instead of taking some personal accountability for yourself. Yeah, yeah. So 10 years ago, though, I wouldn't have said this. I would have said, fuck cops completely. Now, I think saying every cop is bad and defunding them is just as stupid as saying every black is violent.
2: Exactly. That's what I've been telling people recently. I, I, I feel like the more I look at it, because I grew up a bit more militant, too, because of all the shit that the cops are doing to me. So I, I grew up a bit more like, fuck them. But then the more I was like, well, if I say that, then I'm no different than the guy saying, fuck black people. Because I'm just exactly. assuming that everyone is one thing. So I, I've learned to... But but you know what's crazy is every time you think that you evolve, like I think, okay, I've reached the next level and I know that that's just as dumb as as the racists are. But then I realize, oh, fuck, I'm alone. Because as much as I think I got the point and it needs to be more nuanced. And especially if you want to... First of all, if you want to help... Here here's the thing that I've been trying to explain to people. So right now there is there is disparity if you look at the neighborhoods and you look at how black americans are, but the reason is not cuz they're black, right? It's not cuz oh you're black well you can't do the same stuff we no. It's because of poverty. All right? Poverty is a big thing in education in those in those areas. Oh, absolutely. You take white people put them in the same situation, what do you fucking think they're going to be scientists? No, if the schools are shit, you're not helping these kids. So the funding, all the effort should be put into these neighborhoods getting the treatment that they need so that they could get up on a good playing field within a generation. Right. And we can move past that. But instead, the, uh, the, the operations that are being funded are stuff that degenerates. Right. Stuff that's violent. Uh, you know, like now, the, the whole the, the way the movement turned right away into something that's ar- just arson. ...and blowing shit up and said, you don't need that. You need to put that fucking money instead of fucking producing bricks for people randomly. You need to put that money and fund these schools. And they have funding. That that Open Society Foundation has what about... If you look on Wikipedia, they have like $13 that they could play with. And they're giving out to different... Dude, they're better funded than most of these fucking schools are. Those entire school zones are. Those districts are for these kids. So why not work on that? Getting people educated so they could get out... uh, ...make something of themselves, build shit, rebuild the community you know, instead of fucking with them.
1: And there's parts, and I totally get that. And there's also parts where like, I remember Detroit won like a million dollars from Alan. And then the principal and all the workers went out and bought shoes. Oh really? But uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. But, uh, Part of it is um, you have to look at Reaganomics and you have to look at red zoning and uh, what they did to the black community, which was they didn't invest Explain in areas, that to the me. way that they did. They essentially just invested their money into different areas where they were able to segregate out black people to create a black zone oh. uh, where they would go to school, which would then get less funding because it came from lower income houses are going to pay these less taxes, less money goes to the school, that sort of thing. But then so it just perpetuates were, the same fucking thing. Exactly. So it it doesn't they were at they certainly were disenfranchised. I and I don't believe that there wasn't a systemic racism in America. I think the, I think there was against Irish as much as yeah blacks at one point. Everyone's you know, had their due. The Japanese were you, put in camps. <laughs> yeah. So you know, at one point you could get in a job easier being black than you could being Irish. We've yeah. all been yeah, fucking we, yeah, assholes. We, we you know, know that. So, but that doesn't take away you know the, the history and the things that have happened to them. But now you do have these programs where you do need to get education in there. And I understand, look, a lot of these schools you can succeed in because you can go there. It's a little bit easier. You might get a higher grade just because they're getting funding from attendance. The problem is, is when you go to that school, you might get killed on the way there for being a pussy and going to that school. You might want to... Like, People are almost afraid at that point to be able to go to their own school and make something with their lives. So that it's, fucking sucks. but that's another element though that has to go inside the community. And I look at myself as a child. Dude, I, when I was in high school, I went to high school for five years. I was expelled from three schools. I was a drug addict. Uh, my dad was dying. I was lost. I was a fucking, I, I was a, a terrible kid. And the reason why I think I was able to, and I hung out with people that were in, you know, captain of the football team and i knew people that were gangbangers and it's like when you have that insecurity as a kid you're very malleable and you can easily be taken advantage of or and easily go the easiest way possible yeah and and that's just a hard thing to come of age in that so I, i understand to a degree a lot of what goes on in those communities of why it is more difficult and dealing with police but we don't have any of the real answers other than, yes, we do need to figure out a way to get a better education. We do need to figure out a way where you can make the streets safer, but you're not terrified of the person who's trying to make it safe.
2: You, well, I, I I think, and I mean real education. I don't mean, you remember the whole no child left behind? I don't mean making it well, easy. Fortunate. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> that, I don't mean making school. That. I mean actually educate people because I've, it used to be a theory, but I'm so convinced. I'm convinced that you have to have a certain... For, Racist, like to be an actual racist person, like uh it has to your IQ needs to be a certain level of low. Like Mm -hmm. to to attribute something to a color which has nothing to do with the culture of what the person grew up with, it doesn't dictate anything. But for you to assume, it's just like assuming that you know someone with a uniform has to be an evil person, you have to have a certain low level IQ. So I think that education played a huge part. The smarter we get as a society, the less that stuff's gonna matter because people are gonna be like, yeah, that's that is retarded. Why the fuck would I ever even think that, you know? And develop a culture and a generation where people are smarter, they want to work, they want to in, in, invent and grow stuff. You know, kind of like where we were headed culturally until there was some kind of fuckery the last decade. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. But it won't go there. Like, they have these, these billions of dollars and they're being spent on, like, you know, riots and they're being, they're, 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 they're being put into places that I don't think really matter to move us forward as society. And no one talks about it. First of all, lobbying. Is another thing that that like we're talking about is education important? Yeah, you know how important education is. If people had a decent form of education, we were, we had basic smarts. McDonald's can't make any money. They Absolutely. don't. McDonald's doesn't want a smart. Are you fucking crazy? Why would they? A smart person would never feed that horseshit to their kids.
1: Well, no, and you wouldn't, and that's why it's rough because I have a kid and it's like every now and then he's got to get a happy meal because all his friends fucking yeah. gotta get a happy meal. You know, they know what and they're doing. You, this is a yeah, whole system.
2: This is a whole system. They know what they're doing. But if we, but no one wants to address the real problem
1: because no, it, it, call, it it's more calories to digest a fish filet than, <laughs> <laughs> than you get in nourishment. You know how crazy it, that is? <laughs> it's insa- It means you're basically, you're eating something that's just going to turn into shit. That's fucked.
2: I and mean, I'm telling you, the more, but like when I was young, I know that we didn't know that stuff about, you know, what we know now, just basic nutrition. <laughs> And we now know we the know the microwave
1: about sucked all the fucking nourishment out of, of vegetables and stuff where it's like, here, use this machine and take out everything that makes you healthy. Yeah,
2: it's fun. But we didn't know. So we got a bit more educated. But now I feel like still like I'll, I'll speak to certain people and it's like, yeah, the problem with us right now really is education. But real education, I don't give a shit about people to pass. That doesn't make them smart. I mean, actually teaching people tangible things they could use every day. Uh, if you teach like it's just like kids, right? Kids aren't inherently racist. We know that they're not. They are because they haven't been molded into that fuckery yet. You know,
1: so yet. But they also will <laughs> notice something though. They will notice, uh, if somebody looks different and they'll ask my son's, uh, my son's first friend is a black kid. He lives right around the corner. And you know, he asked me one day, I think he asked him one day, like, why are you darker? And he's like, well, I don't know. You know, like my dad is. Like, they didn't know. And he asked me, and I was like, Oh, people are different races, you know. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, okay. And, but it ends there. It ends there because yeah, they did, don't, we and haven't and put yeah, anything in their go head past yet. It. Yeah. yeah, they're not like. They're not like. So he's inferior.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 so I should yeah. never play a game of one on one with him. He's gonna. it's gonna embarrass me. Is that what we're saying, Father? <laughs> yes, yeah, because
0: nice. it doesn't exist. Yeah.
2: No, it, it
1: doesn't exist. It's it, it, manufactured. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I mean to cut you. Off, but yeah, it's just their, it's just his friend, and to have a kid, I see it from that level too, where I want him to think for himself, and I don't want him to just jump on anything, and I don't want him to to live in this world where we're. I, I get the I get the argument that people say we're not losing our history, we're just getting rid of racist symbols. That's fine, but there is something to me that when i went to uh, richmond and i wanted to tour around a lot of the stuff where the old confederacy was and where yeah. the you know the white house was in virginia for the confederacy and you realize even its distance from washington dc isn't very far at all that's how small the country was yeah and and, and you look at that and it's something to see because if history, we're doomed to repeat ourselves, And we've heard that a million times. And right now we're doing that. We're getting rid of the things that are lessons. And I'm saying, all right, look, you don't want Robert E. Lee's statue up because you don't want to acknowledge that he was a good general on that side because we have this crazy idea that the Civil War was actually about slavery, where in reality, they didn't give a shit about black people enough to fight a war about black people. That's not what the Civil War was about. It was like the end of this too, when you write a bill, you know, it's, there's all this important stuff and like, then well, let's free those guys. Sort of, you know, that's all the civil war was. And we're not teaching our kids that we're teaching our kids that I don't even know what we're teaching our kids. To be honest, it's, I guess these guys were all racist. There was a white and black war and now you can go push shit into a river and not be punished for it. Yeah,
2: kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't agree with destroying, um, monuments and I don't agree with it either I don't think it helps. I don't think hiding the truth helps. I think you just put the truth out there, uh, you know, dissect it. Uh, and, and also saying like, they're, they're also judging people on stuff that used to be normal that isn't now. Like for example, George Washington, they took down, George the founding, the founding president of the United States of America, right? The first fucking yeah. president was George Washington. So when you commemorate George Washington, you're commemorating the founding of the country, right? And they're like, yeah, but I heard he said some racist shit and had slaves or whatever, or he has slaves. Yeah. Or, yeah. At the time that was normal, right? At
1: the time, that's the world yeah, he lived in. He also had in. teeth made of wood. Yeah. He also you had teeth made of anymore. wood.
2: Yeah. That's the thing. You don't see that anymore. It's just, he wasn't doing it to be like 2020. They're gonna be pissed. No, he didn't know. This is the they did the best they could with the world they lived in, and all you're commemorating is the good thing that you've taken from them. Like the I was talking about the Wright brothers the other day. The Wright brothers. Rumor has it, rumor that I started, they were racist. All right. Now, are we gonna
1: stop boarding planes? They were trying I, to fly away from their new neighbor That's what I said. Yeah,
2: exactly what I said. Yeah. So the neighborhood was changing. They're like, fuck this shit.
1: So, so, you so and I think a lot of life. Yeah.
2: So they were fucking ingenious, you know. But yeah. are we going to stop boarding planes? I, I would think that that would be psychotic. Why not use the good that came out of it and do away with the bad? You don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater. It, it, it's it's lunacy. But they think that they're making a difference. Same thing with what was it Christopher Columbus that they were? Uh, the, Christopher Columbus, though, they're blamed for genocide. He didn't commit genocide. He wasn't a general. He discovered the country. We discovered right. the land and then went back and reported on it. And whatever the fuck the king sent over, you could blame the king of it. You could do whatever you want with that knowledge. But he, he was an explorer. He didn't actually commit physical genocide on people. <laughs> but there's this weird equation, you know, that they're like, well, he came here. He discovered it. So that it's all his fault. It, it's just odd. It's very, very odd. You're just commemorating the good stuff. Like um, uh, Kobe Bryant, for example, you're, you're thinking about yeah. all the charity he did. Um, before, before he died, right? All of the all the championships. You're, you're not thinking, what about those rape allegations? Because it's like, yeah, but that's not... No one who's saying we love Kobe Bryant is saying we love what he did with that girl. They're not talking about that, right? So it, in 10 years, would you like if people bring that up? I would think it's ludicrous.
1: Oh, and we're living in a time where they brought it up the day he died with his own daughter. like Yeah, that. which we're was also okay. crazy.
2: Yeah, so I like, why it's are you bringing this up?
1: Why are you bringing a, this up? Yeah, it's, it's you know, the man just died with it. And here's the part even on a separate thing with Kobe, if you look at the the way that he lived his life after that incident, yeah. he changed. Yeah. That's what a penal system's supposed to do. That's what jail's supposed to do, but they don't change. They make you more evil. So that in and of itself was Kobe evolved from a mistake that he made. That's what pissed me off about that, where it's like, so then no matter if you try to be a better person, we've now been stuck in this idea that we're always our past. Yeah. And, and it goes to what you said. We can't, what I think about taking over the country is the same as I think going on in the world. There is war. That was a territorial war. We came over, we, whoever, I can't say we, I'm a fucking Irish Dago, but the, you know, they came over and they, they took over a country. They killed the Native Americans, a lot of them, and it became ours. And the reality is most of the people and everybody who was born in the U.S. now wouldn't be alive if that didn't happen. Your mm-hmm. genetics would not have equaled you. So I wouldn't be mixed with two people from Irish, from Ireland and Italy if they weren't killed. So why would I pretend that I give a shit that they came over and conquered a land? And we act like we're past it. It's not true. There is a bloodbath going on in so many countries today. There's slavery going on in every country today. There's wars going on. Our own country loses people in war, in bloodshed. Yeah. This isn't a, th- it's not archaic. It's still going yeah, on people right are
2: st- now. Dude, I, I'm Greek, right? Uh, right now, yeah. uh, so the Turkey, the government of Turkey, um, it was just it released that they have, oh, they're great. They had, <laughs> uh, they just released plans true. that they, uh, of how they want to uh, invade Greece and Armenia. And they're supposed to be NATO allies, they're supposed to be NATO together. And they have plans on how they're going to take over Greece, okay? And they're always doing a lot of weird shit with us. Like, they're, they're coming into our airspace. They're always trying to fuck around. And recently, when those plans came out, I knew. And I was like, fuck, man. I don't want to hold anyone accountable to the sins of their fathers. I, our capital, the Greek capital is, is Athens, but that's not a real capital. Our capital is Constantinople. But they have its Turks now, right? I cannot justify in my head going to kill a Turkish citizen, even though I would love to have the city back. In my head, I can't, some guy whose grand great-grandfather was in a war, I can't justify killing him to take that. I can't. Like, he didn't do anything. He was born here. You know what I mean? So I can't personally. Mm -hmm. So, but when this came out, I knew that if we go to war, they're going to have to call on us. Like, I know I'm going to have to go to Greece and join the fucking military, which would be crazy. But if I got to defend the country, I'm going to go do it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I can't justify that. So I can't see how now people want to hold people that had nothing to do with, with, uh, you know, the sins of their great-grandfathers. Hold them accountable for it. What, what scares me is if it's something simple, like let's say war reparations or reparations to a people and it's monetary. All right. There's a way to, you put a number on it. There's a way you figure things out for reparations when it's monetary. But when you say you owe me, I don't know, you need to give me your property. You need, then it starts getting fucking tricky. It's like, well, I bought this house. Yeah. But your great grandfather fucking killed my relatives. Yeah, I know, but I don't I never even met that guy. I bought this house. So it, that's why when I think about that, I go, how horrible would it be for me to go to Turkey, let's say right now, and be like, well, that was our, our lands. So the guy's like, I know I've been living here for like three generations. My family's here. We like this part. Yeah, we'll get the fuck out. You know, right. to me, I'm like, fuck, man, that's a little weird because they have no direct connection to that. So, you know, I, I, I try to put myself in those. But then I see that most people don't do it. They're just like, well, I fucking deserve it because but if, if I if I wanted to play that game, then Greeks could be offended every day. Be like, why are you using our words? You're culturally appropriating. All these words you use are, you know, shit like that. But we'd look like
1: lunatics. You're like, so that's just revenge of the nerds part, stealing our shit.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it's like, I I can never see myself doing that. And when I see that more and more people are cool with doing that, I find it fucking crazy. I find it fucking crazy. Cause then you never, you can never um, move forward. Cause what's going to happen is if I take, if right now I take over your house and I say, you owe me this because your fucking great grandfather did this to me. Then in a couple of generations, your fucking Greek kids are gonna go after my kids and be
1: like, "Well, yeah. fucking you did this," and it, it never ends because history repeats itself. Because history repeats itself. I- exactly, and it is interesting to put it in that perspective. But it is interesting that you have the perspective of Greece and what's going on there, because unlike here, it's be you're being tricked into it. Yeah. And that's the part that's crazy is this idea that you're ripping down these war statues and this stuff where you just blindly attacked people and took lives and battled each other over nothing and whatever, and didn't agree with somebody. You're restarting a war. You're you're restarting this thing that you're supposedly so adamantly against. And it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And at least you can say, OK, well, this country was here. Here, it's why we have to make it color. Because if anybody took a few minutes out of their lives, <laughs> none of us are our, supposed to be here. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think it's why like the 23andMe and Ancestry.com, they were like, look, I know we caught some rapists, but we got to stop advertising this. Yeah. If people start realizing they're, they're part whatever and part whatever and part whatever, they're not going to, you know. They're not going to be <laughs> as easily
2: moldable to fight each other. Exactly. Most of it, to me, it's for, uh, like when I, I, I see, um. so anytime I post something that's anti, like say established right now, everyone likes to twist it to what their narrative is. Oh, you see, he's fucking anti-white. Oh, you see, he's anti-black. Or I'm like, this is interesting because I'm neither. I don't. I don't like any of that. But but what's funny to me about the whole uh, the racism thing is, I keep telling people, especially in the states, is like when you t- oh, these black people, you really you're telling me you've never heard a song, even the Supremes, anything that you didn't yeah. that, that you didn't like. That's from a black person. So that culture you never adopted, you never liked that. You never watched a fucking sporting event in North America and rooted for your fucking team. Are you joking right now? Are you fucking... Are you kidding me? You know how stupid it is to say that? Like, I I could do without them. What the fuck are you talking about? You
1: never watched Eddie Murphy do stand-up ever.
2: (laughs) Dude, he's the reason. He was the comic that I saw. Dude, he's the reason I became a (laughs) stand-up. Yeah. So just alone, the two of us talking right now, we could attribute our current... Viewpoint and culture to someone that was black and in the. So, what the fuck okay. are we talking about? And by that same, I guarantee you, black people who have seen white people do stuff like, I wanna fucking do this, that they've been inspired, like this fucking guy, Joe Rogan. You think Joe Rogan hasn't inspired black people, whether it's SoundCloud rappers starting podcasts? Oh. Or, of course.
1: I know Joan Rivers has inspired both male and uh, both male white guys and female black women and male black women, you know, and and male black, whatever the fuck. Well, it's 2020. That actually does count. I don't have to correct myself. (laughs) But uh, but you know what I mean? There's yeah, there's all kinds of people. But because. While the whites were peeking into the black communities and the blacks were peeking into the white communities, that's how we eventually learned to come together. I mean, yeah. Motown in and of itself and even uh, Phil Spector, who, yes, murderer, but did invent the <laughs> wall of sound, so credit where credit is due. Thank you. Uh, they, they put us into other parts of this country that we didn't get to see, and we yeah. were like, oh, we're we're fascinated by this. So we kind of wanted to – I don't want to say to – us, ass- but we did assimilate to each other's cultures yeah. because – we learned we had so much in common, but that's and,
2: what gave birth to the current American culture, which dominated the world. The absolutely. world is not in love with with uh, Black American culture. White Amer- they love the American culture, which is that melting pot. That's what that's what made America better than everyone else, especially culturally. Now that's why they dominated.
1: Yes, absolutely, and it's why uh, if you even look at gangsters and you have uh, I forget his name Frank uh, um, ah, Caliende. No, did you say Kellyanne? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you watch the great impressions of Frank Kellyanne, or a Jeff Dunham who's also influenced yeah. tons of Black America.
2: Yeah, Jeff Dunham has influenced tons of Black Americans to shoot white people. <laughs> yeah,
1: say, Jeff Dunham has convinced tons of white Americans to shoot themselves. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's. Uh, I don't even know where it's going because Jeff. That just. I,
0: I, I'm sucks. sorry.
2: <laughs> no, you're like side track. you were talking about gangsters and the culture
1: i was saying uh, yeah frank frank lucas was his name and he used the sicilian uh when he was doing uh when he was selling uh i believe it was called blue magic in harlem and he ran this heroin trade and some of it was out of vietnam initially oh yeah that uh, was a uh,
2: dave uh, what's his name um fucking uh
1: denzel washington played him in a movie In an American gangster. Yeah. And then, yeah, I I read more on him, and it wasn't as much as they played in the movies with the coffins and all that shit. Like, coming over, that was really just, like, quickly in the beginning. But he ran it like the Sicilian mob, because the blacks were the outcasts the same as the Sicilians were when they got here, and they needed La Cosa Nostra to survive. And it's interesting, because you look at that, because he took from another culture, and he was, really, until one guy turned on him, the most successful mafia, you know, gangster ever yeah. in the black community by using a, and even to like what I find interesting is low level stuff. And that's why I said something against Candace Owens that pissed people off. But what Candace Owens said was that black people are the only people that look to the lowest common denominator. I saw of that. And I disagreed adamantly. I said, white people look at black gangsters. And like well, I grew up on hip hop. I go with the same fucking love that black people did. I go, we looked up at the mafia. We looked up at all these people. That is utter bullshit. And it's like, I don't care. I agree with Candace in some ways. You know what? That's a good point
2: you made because I agreed with her statement because the way I saw it was I agreed with, um, I thought it was like, you know, white people when like to the murdered, like, fuck that guy, get him in. But then like now they're like, you know, free my homie, you know, purple drank. And it's like, yeah, but he raped yeah. three people. Yeah, but he's my friend.
1: But yeah. yeah, well, you
2: mean, oh, actually, the way you say it is actually smarter because I didn't think about that, about looking to idolize them. I just thought of protecting. Yeah, if it's idolized, then you're actually correct. Uh, white people probably do it more than black people because
1: exactly. that's why you saw these
2: white kids that want to be black, any gangster. They want to be gangster, they want to be something else, which is always the lowest common denominator.
1: There wasn't enough of a percentage of black people in America to make NWA as big as they were.
2: You made me change my mind on Candace Owens' statement. That's fucking true. I didn't even think about it. That's smart.
1: And that's why when you listen to her, I go, okay, well... And it's not that I dislike Candace Owens. I have a lot of respect for her, but... It was interesting to say that even on Anthony's show and then have co- people, you know, get real fucking pissed off at me. And it's like, well, you're just being, you're denying something. Yeah. You're denying I, look, the pissed off thing doesn't fit your narrative.
2: I, I'm over the pissed off thing with people. They, they don't want to talk. They don't want to do what we're doing. They don't want to have a discussion. They just want you to agree and, and just get pissed off if you don't. Oh, dude, I'm over it because I remember the first time I ever appeared on comp remember the first time we met when I came to Anthony's show, when uh, Mike was with me and we were announcing two drink minimum. Yes. The second it was on Twitter, people were like, Who the fuck is this guy? Fuck this guy. Cause they didn't know me. So they're just mm-hmm. shitting on me. Right. Mm-hmm. Until we started talking and I gave away some jokes. And then they were like, Oh, oh no, it was even before. It was when uh, Artie Lang was supposed to be there, actually. It was even before. It was the time yeah, okay. before we met. So, and then that's when they're like, Oh, fuck. Okay. This guy's crazy. This guy's funny. Okay. I, like I had to win them over initially. They didn't know me and they hated me before yeah. meeting me, before seeing anything I could do. They're like, Fuck this asshole on principle. And then after they're like, Oh, wait a second. Okay, I may have spoken to soon, you know, but yeah, since then I was like, okay, now I don't care anymore because now I know how it is. They're, 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 if I would think about that, I'd become insecure because I would always be like, mm-hmm. what the fuck do they think? Uh, just do your thing. But I remember that they were people. I remember seeing tweets of people who shit on me before they saw me. And then after they were complimenting, I was like, this motherfucker uh, in the middle of the afternoon told me to go fuck myself and he pissed me off. And then fucking four hours later, he's like, yo, this guy's fucking funny.
1: I was like, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that too where there's a, a lot of uh people that put that on there and then i also realized it's a projection of their own anger towards themselves and yeah maybe others. and and i was made insecure i mean i got attacked by people that were on the network and then i got attacked by Artie, and it was because i took a spot and you know i'll, I'll admit that fucked me up for a a long time way longer than i should have let it and eventually i just realized well i can't really change this it's not my fault i'm yeah. good at my job i'm great at stand-up fuck off and now that's why you're care. there yeah and
2: there was no the, shortage like, of people that would have wanted that job dude and there was right. people who vocally said they should have had that fucking job <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that was
1: part of the problem
0: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They, well, no. they, they, they they believed it but the, what they didn't understand was i brought something else to the table that a lot of people don't and that's the ability to listen
2: <laughs> that's <laughs> fucking <laughs> it's true though that's I gotta admit. Yes. This fucking you're accurate. Okay, so what time are you going on stage tonight?
1: Uh, tonight will be uh, seven thirty um, and ten o'clock, and then tomorrow uh, the same. And then Father's Day will be a special uh, eight o'clock show.
2: That's pretty. Uh, look, before I let you go, I didn't know anything about the book you mentioned. The goddamn book being written. Say something about it, because now I'm curious.
1: Okay, I started writing a book um, at, at the. Ah, uh, first round edits and still editing is uh, the great Allie Lerman. Oh, nice. Who, yes. Uh, so she knows my life story, and uh, yeah, it's called Party of One, and it's about my thirteen arrests That's and uh, overcoming drug addiction, and my dad dying, and with uh, the the tie with that to the government and. Um, it's basically it's a it's a memoir about uh, or at least a what I can remember. That's why I get paid <laughs> the big bucks about. Uh, but it is uh, it's a memoir about my life, and it is uh, I guess the the editing or the publishing company calls it a comedy tragedy or something. That's interesting. So yeah, however they worded it, but I don't really see it because I again I'm not a victim. I don't see myself as one, so I'm just telling you my story. So, but they do think that, you know, being beaten by police and such, losing your dad is sad.
2: (laughs) Uh, Even Rodney King is a happy man.
1: He is. Well, he's dead, but he was for a while.
2: (laughs) Is Rodney King dead? I thought
1: Rodney King was still alive. No, I think, I thought he died. When did Rodney... Not not that day. No, not that day. (laughs) No, I think he died a couple years ago. I could be wrong. I I feel bad that it wasn't even on my radar. It might have been the same day as Rodney Dangerfield, Maybe so you didn't know.
2: <laughs> well, I felt so, oh, it's such a... It's like he took a beating and still like, I don't care.
1: I don't know. Yeah, right. Well, I think... Uh, let me see. I gotta find out if he's dead, because maybe... I, yes, he did. He died in 2012. Oh, shit. 2012. Goddamn. I should have known. 2012, yeah. Oh, this is weird. Beaten to death by police. <laughs> I'm
2: kidding. Uh. Yeah, no, it was different. It was beaten to death by fireman. <laughs> he didn't expect it. He's it was like crazy at eh, two Brute and they beat the shit out of him. Yeah, All no, right.
1: Six meter maids just kicked the
2: shit. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> it was meter maids. So Dave Landau, fuck. I'm so happy you did this. Uh, for everyone listening and watching, go to the description. You'll see Dave's Instagram, Dave's, uh, website, DaveLando.com. Uh, you'll see his Twitter feed. Click on there. Remember that you can also catch Dave Monday, to Thursday on compound media on, uh, the Anthony Cumia show with Dave Landau. That includes both Anthony Kumia and Dave Landau. That's why their names are in the fucking title. Uh, pretty much a dead giveaway So uh, Dave thank you for fucking doing this And anything you want them to know Anywhere you want to direct them Where are you going to be next
0: um,
1: Yeah DaveLando, uh, com. You can check out all my tour dates If you want to check out my movie on Amazon It is free on Prime It's called The King of Detroit Yes And uh, also my newest album Nimble Fingers Is available wherever you can get uh, music
2: Nimble Fingers Wherever you get your goddamn uh, streaming music people All right? Nimble fingers. So thank you to Dave Landau. Thank you to everyone watching this. And uh, remember, everybody, go fuck yourselves.